Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Of All Podcast. This is Enlightenment Part 2. I am your host, Josiah, and I will be taking you along and showing you this endeavor of things that the Holy Spirit has taught me in this past week. Um, this is long overdue, honestly. <laughs> and, oh, thank you for everyone who listened to the first part. Um, I've heard, I heard a lot of good feedback, and people was like, oh, you, this guy has so much wisdom, and... Um, you help reveal some things to me and you help me, etc. I actually have I actually was on another pod, I think like a couple of days after. The pod is called Board of Reason. Go hit that up. I think uh the pod is like the fourth one. We talk about peer pressure, all the things like that. And you'll see it, my name. So Josiah, like with Josiah, etc. Um, uh, but shout out to David for putting me on the pod. And again, Word of Reason Podcast. It's a dope podcast. Go listen to that podcast. But other than that, um, thank you for everyone who listened to part one. Everything I said was completely other guys doing other guys word i just want to make that completely clear <laughs> um but it simply was him the things that he's teaching me and now i'm like telling you and like help in a way discipling you and teaching you so um yeah so bravo to dad god dad you know you know um bravo to dad bravo to uh to the father in heaven um for teaching me and now in a way he's teaching you so anyway so I have this time I actually have like a pre topic the thing something I want to talk about today, um, which is crazy. Shout out to Darshela, but we know we being a little, little being a little organized, being a little organized. Oh, shout out to Darshela's corner. I don't know if y'all listen to that. Y'all should. You can go back. If anything, stop my pod right now and go listen to it. But anyway, keep going. Um, yes, yeah, shout, shout out to Darshela. Um, thank you so much for her. Um, the organizational skills that she has taught me helped be more prepared in my life. Um, but yeah, so other than that, uh, I so yeah, I have, a, I have a topic I have for today and it has something that has always kind of been on my mind and it's something that I think we all kind of deal with in a way, in a sense of that, um, yeah, we all kind of just, it gets difficult for us, you know, it gets to a sense of like, these things are happening and we're like, no clue how to do it, right? So, um, I'll just get into it. So, basically, I had deleted social media for a week. I think last week, um, yeah, last week on Tuesday. So, I took a week fast from it, and I just felt like it was just really kind of getting to me. And I just couldn't really get into tune with, like, get into tune with, like, myself. I couldn't really get into tune with, like, my own head and my own thoughts. And I just kept feeling, like, worried. I kept really, like, just it made it difficult for me to focus on things that what I'm supposed to be doing and like focus on things that that was going on in the world. And it's nothing wrong with like knowing what's going on. There's nothing wrong with being in a space of like, Oh, I need to like, um, yeah, there's nothing wrong with like being in a space where I need to like this. I, I should know there's nothing wrong with knowing, but it's the point where you know, and then you start to worry and you're starting to like freak out because things can get, can get really deep you know what i'm saying kings can get really like really shaky can get real rocky can get like or the things that you simply the things that you know can just be so overwhelming and so yeah i deleted it and um it was a symptom like i in a way but i went to like it was it treated a symptom to the problem but the problem the real problem was is that i wasn't focusing um on like on god during this, I wasn't like focused at all on like what he was trying to do. I simply was like, "Oh, I'm getting overwhelmed, so I'm gonna delete social media." 
And while it did like help for a week, when I downloaded it back on Tuesday, I watched the video and like all the kind of like anxiety and pressure and um, hurt. Uh, not, I wouldn't say hurt necessarily, but all the, like, everything that kind of came, came right back. Everything that I, like, thought I got rid of by deleting it for a week kind of came right back. And I was like, dang, this is really, like, taking me out, you know? So, came back. So, like, Tuesday morning, I think, I think it was Tuesday morning, I had downloaded it. And I was on TikTok. I think it's, like, TikTok, Mr. Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, and I was on there, and I just kept seeing things about, like, the way the world is and um if you know i'll say i'm missing a couple of things like what china and russia are doing and what the f- government is doing and um the things that are happening like different states and all these extra things right just a bunch of like bunch of things that can really like put you in a state it can really just really be overwhelming because the biggest thing is it's like you are in a place of like you your brain makes solutions. And so when you're thinking of these solutions, you're thinking of all these going around and be, you feel powerless. And all these things that are happening, you literally feel so powerless. And it hurts. It hurts. And it's like, it's overwhelming because you're sitting here and you're trying to like, you're thinking of solutions of different ways of things that could, could work. And you're thinking of how America is and what's happening in France and all these extra things. And you're like, Oh, what if these people just did this solution? And you're like, bro, I can't do anything about it. And this is how I'm feeling. Maybe you, some of y'all don't care, whatever, but I'm feeling like, bro, like I can't do anything. You know, I'm thinking these solutions, but the solutions are going to go nowhere. They're just going to sit in my brain. And there's no amount of like pushing I can to get to an election or pushing um, to get to someone who may who is going for an election. Like if they already have their own preset agenda and Lord knows what's going on behind the election, behind the political um, views and behind the, you know, what I'm saying Lord knows what's going on behind that. And then to be not heard. And, you know, it's, it's a whole cycle, bro. And you can feel really powerless and that can be really draining. Like, for you to have a solution, for you to have, like, a plan. I wouldn't say necessarily a plan, but for you to have, like, something that could actually benefit the country or benefit the things around you, but you can't do anything. And he's like, bro, like, forget this. <laughs> um, And so it's just becoming more and more evident that the world is going to sugar honey iced tea. If you know what the acronym is, the acronym is and, you know, but the world is going down. And there's a lot of things that are going on that are really, like, scary, <laughs> that are just really worrying. And so I think that, or I want to say I think, in the moment of when I was thinking about all these things, it just really, like, kind of drained me of my, like, I don't know, it kind of just drained my spirit. It really just put me in a place where I just felt so low and felt so, like, tiny like a baby you know how like you know babies are like they're not really grown that much they don't really know that much they can't even move their limbs correctly and they can't do anything so you know usually if they can't do something they're crying you know they're screaming they're like bro i can't do this and so there's like they just put they're getting such a a fearful state and then they they could be doing anything they'll be throwing things or they'll be just 
like I said, just screaming, throwing their arms around, whatever, and just sitting there on the floor because they feel so, in a moment, sometimes they can feel so powerless. They can feel so useless. Um, and just, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know the word for it, but they could just, it could just be so bad for them. And like, they can't do anything, bro. And that's how I felt. And like, it was coming back. I, I wouldn't say I felt that way completely, but it was coming back because I felt moments like that before when I saw what was going on, but I was so powerless to do anything. And I, I felt so like just hands tied, like my hands were in chains basically. And I was like, yo, like, and then I began to ask questions like, what's my place in this? I'm like, God, like what I'm supposed to do. And this is mad. And I know like, you know, the world is supposed to, we're in in times. And you know, if you read revelations, you know, these things are going to happen, but I'm just like, still like, dog, I can't do nothing, you know? And the reality of it, the reality of it is, is that you're really not even supposed to be worried about those things. And you're like, some people are probably like, bro, I'm not supposed to be worried about the world going to sugar, honey, iced tea. Like, come on, bro. Like, be so for real. But nah, it's the, that's the truth. You're really not even supposed to be worried about it. But essentially, especially since you can't control it. You can't do anything about it. So why would you even concern yourself? Especially for, you know, us as Christians or especially people who read Revelations, you already knew this was going to happen. So why even concern yourself and put yourself in a position to feel powerless? I think I just I think I just bless somebody. But anyway, anyway, um, why even put yourself in a position to feel powerless if you know you can't control it? If you know this is where the world is going, don't even put yourself in that position. So, um, it led me all to think like the waters of the world are really perilous. They're really scary. They're jumping around. Like if you ever think like the movies where like um. They're pirates or like the people on ships and they're out in like the middle of the sea. And like they're just in the middle of a hurricane and the waves are huge. People getting thrown around. The boat is like and we're not talking like these new boats. We're talking like back in the day with the with the wooden ships. And you know, they're just kind of floating on the water and they're just praying that the wave don't catch them like and they don't flip over. Cause that's how it feeling like right now, yo. <clears throat> that's how it's feeling like. And so it's one of those things where like, bro, the waters of the world are getting really perilous. They're getting real. It's, it's like a hurricane going on right now. And I know the hurricane is only supposed to get worse, but like, dog, like, <laughs> can I, can I breathe? You know what I'm saying? So you don't really get that opportunity. And so now that we are here, oh, no, excuse me. Now, yeah, now that we, now that like you're here, you're thinking about that and you're thinking about the, the uh, everything that's going on. And sorry, I'm opening my Bible, actually, because I want to read this um, when it comes to me. Excuse me. Uh, okay, cool, cool, cool. So, yeah, waters can get really perilous. And so, on that moment, and so I ended up having to go to work. So, I, ended, I got up, head to work, um, talking to my girl, etc. Got to work, and I was driving. I drive. Ooh, I can't see the... Almost at the place, but I was working and I drive for the I, for the place I work at. I drive for them and I deliver deliver packages, deliver groceries, etc. And so I'm driving and I'm sitting there in the car, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I just I just felt so down. I'm usually never dreading work. Like yeah, work can be kind of sucky sometimes, but I never really dread work. But now it's like this day I'm like dreading it. I'm like, bro, I want to go home. It's one of them days. You know, you have one of them days where the bro, I want to go home. I could be doing everything else at the moment. You thinking a million things you want to do. Like at work, bro, and you just 
I'm driving. I'm just felt. I'm so out of it. Like just autopilot, driving the car, et cetera, driving the van. And I'm like, dog. Um. So yeah, and so, yeah, I'm driving the van, et cetera. And so I get back, or not, I get back, but I'm sitting there just driving in the car, and I'm like, dang, why do I feel just so depressed? And Holy Spirit brings to my attention is I've gotten away from my routine. And so there's a scripture I want to point out to you. Um, Philippians 4, 468. And some people probably like know this, like this has been my mantra. <laughs> My mantra for a lot of my friends, um, for a lot of the people I'm around, but I'm gonna just read. I'm just reading to you. So this is six. Be anxious for nothing, but in ev- but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be no- be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. This is eight. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good rapport, if there is any virtue and there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. This is nine. These things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So, all all that, right? We're thinking of all that right so if you if anything you want to just focus on that six right be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplications with thanksgiving so like i just talked about like being anxious right and i'm just feeling depressed you know what i'm saying remember i'm in the car feeling depressed yada yada and i said i had a routine i had this routine where there are things that will help me will help keep me and actually focus on the philippians for eight um focus on we're good and pure and holy yada yada there are things that keep me Philippians 480. There are things that keep me from not thinking about the world going to sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> there are things that keep me from being anxious and worrying about um, what's next for me. You know what I'm saying? We can actually go back to Matthew 633. Uh, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And if you read from 25, I believe, um, he talks about, Jesus talks about being anxious about um, what you eat or what you drink. And I think it actually says that in 34. It's like, be don't be worried about what you're going to eat. Don't be worried about what you're going to drink. Nothing like that. Just to, God will supply all your needs. Just focus on him. And so the thing that I was like, and I was like, I was telling the Holy Spirit, I was like, yo, everything feels so perilous. <laughs> and he gave me, I talked about the routine. And so he was like, let me ask you a question. How do you stay afloat on perilous waters? How do you stay above water in these perilous waters? And so I realized, and then like I said, I realized that I got away from my routine and it became very apparent that I, I felt like I was underwater. Like you literally feel like you're underwater because you can't really do anything. The only way, you, the, the only place you can really go is up because you need to breathe, right? So, but because you're like the waves are washing over you, remember you're in this hurricane, so the waves are washing on you, washing over you. If you ever seen, you know, like I say we saw in the movies when someone got in the water, it was almost impossible for them to like get above water because the waves just so crazy. And so I realized that because I've been so anxious about what the world, what how the world is going, my part in it, and all this extra stuff, 
it became apparent that I was basically underwater. I was basically like, like that dude in the movie, underwater, couldn't get back up to the top. And it's almost like I had an anchor on my leg or like some type of weight that was weighing me down. So I even I couldn't even get above above the water because I'm going down trying to swim up. It can be exhausting, bro. And a lot of us are fighting like that. A lot of us are like, bro, we're we're underwater. We got a we got all this weight, this anger, this these traumas, the the world, maybe maybe friends or family or things like that, and we have this weight tied to our ankle, and we we're being weighed underwater, bro. And we're fighting to get up. And when someone dies and they become carnal minded or they become they do things outside of like God's will or things like that and they give up, you can tell when someone's giving up on life. And it may not be the it may not be the person that's, you know, that's, oh, they're always sad or they're always mad or they're um, just they just look terrible and made the person that they care don't care about their life. Some people, some people that have given up on their life are people that look happy. They look joyous. They're at the club or not even at the club. I don't even want to say at the club, but they just, you know, they're walking to work with a big old smile or <laughs> things like that. Or, or in general, like they're just like, I have actually have a coworker. I have a team lead who's like that. And I always ask her, I'm like, oh, how's your, how are you doing? And she's like, I woke up this morning and she's one of the most, the loudest, like funny hilarious like hilarious person always like just i don't even know the word beam of light but you can tell like it's almost like she's giving up on life and could it be it could be a circumstance something that happened in her past or something like that but regardless you can just tell it's like or at least me my discernment it's just i can tell it's almost like she's just giving up on life and she feels like there's no way out there's no way up so um and i don't want to i don't i don't know for sure but I don't want to speak of her situation. Mm, I just contradicted myself. Uh, I'm gonna shut up. But <laughs> regardless, it's just like you can feel those people. Those are some people that will hide the fact that they've given up and they're just sinking and they're just waiting for it to mull over. And so, and I'm not saying that she has given up, but it's one of those like you can see like the cracks and you can see like different signs and things like that, etc. But anyway, um, but yeah, some of the, some of us are like, bro, we're we're underwater. And that's how I felt. We're underwater, bro. That's how I felt. Like when you focus on them things, you're so underwater and you're just fighting to get back up to the top. But the waves are just so perilous, dude. Like it may have before where the waves weren't that crazy. So you get to easy, like keep afloat. But it's becoming more and more evident now that like the waves are like, bro, these waves are getting kind of crazy. So let me hop in, not hop in, but so the, the note that I wrote down, what Holy Spirit had me write down. And I'm going to give y'all three things. Yeah, I'm going to give y'all three things um, to like, to do. (laughs) Three things to, how do I stay above perilous waters, right? So, number one is to build your faith. Build your faith. Find out the character of God. Learn about the character of God. And when you're on this... um, for people like, especially us Christians, when you're on this walk and you're walking forward with God, God oftentimes tells us to not worry about things. Like, like I just read in Philippians 4, 6, God often tells us to not worry, be carefree. I was, okay, I wouldn't necessarily be carefree, but like, 
to not worry about anything. Don't be anxious about anything. Be anxious about nothing. Like I said, Philippians 4, 6. But just pray about everything. And it can be hard to do, like, especially if you're like, okay, what is God going to do? <laughs> That's the genuine question. Some people are like, what is God going to do? And it's like, he can do a lot. <laughs> you can do a great multitude, a great multitude of things, but like be about it in prayer. Like prayer is our way of like, in a way of unleashing our burdens unto God. And so, number one is like build your faith, focus, know the, learn the character of God, learn who He is, because He's a person that is going to. He's not more than just a person, but like He is someone that is going to supply your needs. He's someone that is going to keep you safe. He is someone that is going to lead you. That's going to comfort you. That's going to um, calm you and just help you. You know what I'm saying? That's who he is. And if you think about the God, he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of he helped help Abraham go to a whole new place. Let him. He led um, the Israelites out out to the promised land out of Egypt into the promised land. You know what I'm saying? All he did all these things. So you need to learn the character of God because once you begin to learn the character of God, it's a lot, a lot easier to just like, Oh, I know the world is doing this, but I know who God is and I'm his child. So he's going to take care of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm be, if I'm being obedient, you what I'm supposed to be doing. He's going to take care of me. So I know who God is. And so it's a lot easier to like, let the weight of the world just shake off you. And so that you don't have that weight around your ankle helping you or making you sink. You're not fighting the weight because the heavier that weight is, the lot harder it is to, you know, stay afloat, etc. So, yeah, learn, learn the character of God, bro. And I want to lead to you Psalms 23. Um, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. But go back to go back to two. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. When you're when you're with God, when you're next to God, the waters are still. The waters are still. It, it feels still. Like let that marinate like it's going to feel still. Like you're gonna be sitting here, you're gonna be doing your thing, and the world is the, the everything could be happening around you, yet you'll have so much peace in the moment that it's like it's like the waters are not moving at all. I've been at work, and there are times where like work can be so busy, and work can be just so crazy, like customers everywhere, people doing saying this, people saying that, and I'm just working, doing my thing, and it's just peaceful. Like I'm probably, I mean, I might be bumping music, chilling. And then people are like, there's some people that are like, they quit and they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe this and yada, yada. And it's like, bro, I'm, just, I'm chilling. And it's been peaceful. Where God is, the waters are still. The waters are still. I'll bring you to, um, I believe it is Mark 4. And some of you may know this, but I'm going to go to it on my phone because I have a Bible here, but... Um, a little more, it's hard, a lot, <laughs> a little more harder to find in there. But, um, what is it? Mark 4, 35, 41. So, um, this is after, where is this at? 
this is in Mark 4, and this is Jesus is on the boat with his disciples, right? And Jesus is asleep. Jesus is asleep on the boat. And his disciples are just, I think they're going across the lake. And they're crossing over to the other side of the lake. And so I'm, I'm going to start reading from 35. On the same day, when evening had come, he said to them, let us cross over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he, but he, Jesus, he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose, <clears throat> then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. And the wind ceased, ceased and there was a great calm. But he said to him, why are you so fearful? How is it that you, how is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that they, that even the wind and the sea obey him? So I just want to make a point like Jackie, Jackie Hill Perry, amazing person. Jackie Hill Perry had, Jackie Hill Perry had pointed this out. It's crazy that the disciples were panicking, but they were in the boat with Jesus. Jesus, like G, like the Jesus, like him, him and the, him, you know, so he got them tendons, et cetera. Like, they're in the boat, the boat with Jesus. So why would Jesus, of all people, let anything happen to them? Let the boat sink. Let any of that things, any of those things happen to them. Why would Jesus let that happen to them? He wouldn't. He wouldn't. And so, in our lives, well, like we said, we have these storms and we have these waters that are going crazy. And I know I'm using the general sense of the world, but we can talk about even when specific, specifically in our own lives, when we're out working or we're like, like I said, when I'm at work and I'm like, oh, my goodness, like the work is going crazy. But I have peace because like, I'm with Jesus. Like he's not going to let nothing happen to me. I'm with Jesus. I'm chilling. And so. Like I said, when you go back to Psalm 23, wherever he is, the waters are still. The waters are peace, quiet. And you're like, but they're crashing, they're crashing. But like, I'm with Jesus and I know nothing's going to happen to me. So it's as if the waters are still. And even when they feel, when you start to get into the place of, oh, snap. Um, <clears throat> you start to get into the place of like, oh, snap, the waters are going crazy right now. Hold on. My peace. Peace be still. It's still. I'm with I'm with Jesus. Y'all still. Y'all chilling. And and really it can be it can also be like the enemy talking to you. The enemy gonna try to make you fear. Um I believe that's second Timothy. Oh it makes my remembrance. But he was like, God did not give us a spirit of fear, but a power love and a sound mind. So it's like or self control. Some versions of self control. But it's like if we know that fear isn't coming from us, who do you think it's coming from? Where do you think it's coming from? The enemy. The enemy is trying to get you to fear. It's trying to make you sink. He's trying to get you below the water. And once you get the below the water, it's easy for him to take you, you know, take you out. So we know that. Um, what's it called? We Yeah, we know that. Nah, bro. We know when, when I'm with Jesus, like the, the water is still. I'm chilling. It can it can, quote unquote, be crashing. But I'm with Jesus. You know what I'm saying? So back to like, you know, the my, my steps. Number one is like, <laughs> yo, 
Um, build. I need to. I need to know who God is. Once I know who Jesus is, and I know his character, I know he won't. He won't leave me or forsake me. He um actually Psalm twenty three, verse um verse four. Yea, I walk through this. I yeah, though I walk through this valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff they comfort me. So he he he, when you walk here in these waters, etc. Um, in this valley, in this valley of evil, in this valley of this pain and this suffering, etc., um, or whatever's going on, he's with you. Even if you're walking through it, you know, you're or if you're in your boat, you're sailing through it, etc. But he's with you, and so why would he let anything devastating happen to you? There's gonna be some trials. There's gonna be some tribulations, absolutely. But he he's not gonna he's not gonna give you. You know what I'm saying? He's not gonna put you in a situation. That you can't, that you can't defeat. He's already given you the power to defeat it. When Jesus came before us, He gave you the power to defeat it. You just gotta walk through it and lean on Him. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, um, build your faith. Know who God is, and it'll be so much easier for you to be focused on. Like, okay, these waters are still. Like, it's crazy, but it's still. You know what I'm saying? So, um, so moving on. Number two. Number two. We're going to okay. So number two, I said it earlier actually, <laughs> but number two is worry about nothing, but the things you can control, and what God has told you to do. So when God tells you to do something and He tells you to go somewhere, He is never going to take you to a place where you're going to be in not in abundance. And I don't want to say it in as in like he's gonna do he's gonna at least at first he's gonna do he's not gonna do exceedingly he's gonna bless you as soon as you get there etc. There's gonna be some times where you're gonna get there and you be like God why did you bring me here? But like I said number one you know his character it's like you know what God you told me to be here I know the provision is here. My friend Tyree had to, was learning about that actually. We had the revelation is that when God tells us to go somewhere and he tells us to do something. He's not going to tell you to go somewhere and then not also have something to help keep us afloat. So my friend Tyree, he's he was in like a a pretty pickle of a situation. I said it, <laughs> but he's pretty in a, in a pretty crazy situation where he was like he didn't have really a home. But father told him to get on TikTok and through like multiple events, etc. Now he's in his own apartment. You know what I'm saying? Um, so. And the provisions have come each time he stepped out on faith, each time he kept going, except the provisions have come every single time. And his name, his name is a core of Christ on TikTok. You can go fact check me, but go back to like, I believe, March, early March of 2022. And you see, he talked about this, of like legit bro was dot had no place to lay his head, but he stepped out on faith like I told him to do. And now he's in his own apartment. And yeah, his name is core of Christ on, on TikTok. And he also has a YouTube um, shout out to Tyree. He's uh, look up Tyree or Core of Christ on YouTube, and you should find it. Um, if not, he has links in his bio, etc. But anyway, anyway. But yeah, he's always going to have a. He's always going to provide for you wherever he tells you to go. He's never going to be like tell you to go somewhere. Like if, like say so he tells you to move. He tells you to move to Montana, and then not give you a job. No, he's not going to do that. It may be you may have to you know go through some trials, some tribulations, etc. When you get there. But it's never the intention that he's going to just leave you. 
Now, if you move to Montana on your own, then hey, yeah, I can't. Not saying he won't provide for you, but especially it's like he will always provide for you, but especially when he tells you to go somewhere. You feel what I'm saying? So you have to like focus on what he tells you to do. So if he tells you to, and we're talking about moving, but it's even something specific. If we're talking about he told you to take a certain job, but he told you to quit a job, and you're like, Todd, you're like, God, quit my job. What you talking about? He's like, nah, quit your job. He's going to provide for you when you don't have it, as long as you're focusing on what he told you to do. He's like, God, all right, quit your, quit your job and become a pastor. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Quit your job and go on, be, start, a YouTube, start a YouTube channel. And you're like, hmm? Like, God, why would I quit my job? Wouldn't I need the money to help fund my YouTube channel? He's like, nah, quit your job. Because I need you to focus. So it's, he's going to provide for you in those states. Like, He's going to especially provide for you. You just got to focus on what he told you to do. And you're like, you're sitting here like, God, what about my car? What about my, my kids and my house? And da 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 boom, boom, boom. And he's like, bro, you, I, I got you. I wouldn't, he's not going to tell you to go somewhere. And yeah, he's not going to tell you to go somewhere and then not provide and be like, oh, you on your own. Nah, he's going to provide for you always. So, yo, so, and then focus on like the other part, other half of that is focus on what you can control. Like I said, you can feel so powerless when you have solutions for things and you just and simply just there are things that are going on that you feel like you can't do anything about them. You feel real powerless and you can't control it. So why would you worry about it? Ooh. Like why even why even concern yourself? Put yourself in that that, that care that oh that oh, oh, oh. like bro. Relax. Relax. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't gotta do all that, bro. Relax. So, excuse me. Um, so all these things that you you trying to put in your control, you're trying to like um, worry about, and the, the again, you're trying to surf upon these these perilous waters, and, and guys like, bro, you trying to worry about things you cannot control, bro. Like you can't control what America is doing, you can't control what Russia is doing, you can't control with your government and. The government, the government in Florida, or the mayor in Florida, you can't control um, what your dad is doing, what your brother is doing, what your job is doing. You can't control none of that. Now, if God has told you to do something specific and that has can change the environment of your thing, then yeah, worry about that. But that's something you can control, right? If He told you to defuse a bomb. Like, all right, bro. Like, yeah, you might want to go defuse that bomb. <laughs> but if you're, if it's something, it's like, yo, if it has nothing to do with you, bro, I don't know why you've been worried about it. Yeah, you can know. Oh, yeah, that's going on. But then keep it pushing. You know? So you have to, um, you know, don't worry about things you can't control. And then focus on what God told you to do. If he told you to do something, bro, do it. If there is something he's specific, he has called you to do, he's going to provide for you. And don't worry about that. Focus on doing the best you can, you know? So, um, the next thing, my next thing, actually, and I didn't write this down, but Holy Spirit gave it to me, is to have a routine, bro. Have a routine that's going to consistently consistently help you to Philippians 4.8. Consistently help you to focus on things that are praiseworthy, focus on things that are of good rapport, of pure, that are holy. Have a routine. So, I'll say, like, for me, I'll say my, my routine is this. When I wake up in the morning, usually I will, I'm getting back to my t- routine. 
but I'm getting back into this. But this is what I used to do. I wake up in the morning, and I would immediately, like, I usually wake up, stretch, take a shower, brush my teeth, etc. Then I'd probably pray, and I would journal out something I read in my Bible, right? Then I get to work. I usually pray right before I go to work, do a quick little five-minute prayer, go into work, and just work, right? God will be speaking to me throughout the day, but I'll just be working. Then I get home, and I will chill out. Um, I may call up call up my homie. I may call up Tyree. I may do a little bit more reading. I may do some work, or I just unwind, and I'll just play the game for a little bit. Uh, just depends on how I'm feeling that day and what's going on. But, yeah, I may unwind, get some things done, you know, chill, and then I'll go eat, et cetera. While I hope throughout the day I'll probably be talking to my girlfriend, um, different things like that. I'll be I'll be doing all that, right? So, um, so yeah, I, I but those are the all things, and the, those are things that help keep me in a continuous cycle of praiseworthiness. Notice throughout all that, I'm never really worried about anything. Like it's I'm when I'm at work, I'm worried about work because I'm got to do what I got to do. But other than that, when I'm outside of work, I'm not worried about work because I anything I anything happens that after I leave, I literally cannot control. So why am I gonna worry about it, right? So, um, so yeah, but no, and then yeah, I'll, I'll so I, I think I didn't finish, but like I'll eat, clean the clean, you know, do my clean up the dishes, etc., and then I'll probably be from there. I'll probably get up upstairs and I'm talking to my girlfriend so I go to sleep. I'll maybe I'll pray before I go to sleep. Um, maybe we might do Bible study with my girl, or I may watch a video or something. I'll be listening to podcasts throughout the day. So, or even, yeah, I can go into really detail. So throughout the day, bro, I'm like, we're doing things again. We're keeping the art. So, so I'll listen to like, I'll listen to a lot of Tim Ross. I'll listen to maybe some sermons. Um, I'll be reading some, reading some Bible, maybe some Bible verses will pop up. The Holy Spirit teaching me something. Um, I'll listen to certain music. Um, I only listen to really like gospel music and like, uh, Christian, Christian music. Christian hip hop or Christian R and B or whatever the case may be, I don't really put things in my ear. Those are things, but you're like, oh, really? You're doing all that? And now that, but down to the specific detail, I was like, yeah, I won't even talk about things that, um, oh, we can, even, we don't even got to talk about like the gates to your soul or the gates to your heart, etc. Like, cause those things really help you keep clean, and that would be your ears, your eyes, and your mouth, what you're watching, what you're listening to, and what you're saying. So all those things can help contribute about what your how your Philippians for eighty can you stay focused on those things, and those things can affect you. But that's a whole, <laughs> that's a whole another thing. <laughs> that's a whole another um whole another like podcast or video. I could probably make a video about it. But anyway, so, but though down to my new detail, like what am I listening to? So my music is worshiping God. My eyes, everything that I watch, I'm worshiping God. Um. Or try in a way trying to worship God. Unless if it's something that is going to cause me to focus on anything that is detrimental longer than a couple seconds or a couple minutes, if I'm like if it's taking the time of my day, then like okay, nah, I don't need to be watching it. You know what I'm saying? It's one thing to like oh you see something on the news or you see this and you see that. That's one thing, but it's it's another thing to be like focus on it for elongated periods of time. You know what I'm saying? You can't help get bad news. You can't help those things. You can't. It's like again, you can't control that. You can't help get bad news. You can't help if someone like steps on your shoe, or if someone hits your car, or if you can't control those things. You can just control how you respond, and the way you respond would determine if you're like focused on things that are good, 
or you're just being being a good person, having integrity, you know, being disciplined, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Or if you're being disobedient and you're like letting all hell break loose because someone ate your last orange, bro. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So things like that, what I'm doing throughout my whole day is keeping me in a consistent state of like focusing on God and focusing on um, things that are praiseworthy. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, the music, the what I'm watching on TikTok, what I'm watching on Instagram, who I'm talking to. So I'm only going to talk to people that um, I'm not going to talk to a bunch of gossiping people. And I'm not going to talk to a bunch of people that are just negative or don't really believe in or not equally yoke with me. Now, obviously at work, not always going to be like me, but I don't, will, won't, may not hold like consistent conversations. You know what I'm saying? I, um, just little, little things like that, bro. It's the little things that really make up this, this routine. This routine doesn't have to be big stuff that I'm reading my Bible for 30 minutes and I'm praying for two hours a day. And like, bro, it's the little things that you're doing. Like, again, like what you're listening to, bro, if you think that what you're listening to doesn't affect you, bro, I don't know what to tell you. What you're listening to makes play such a huge effect. Cause think about how much you're listening to music and how many things are going into, going into your ears on a real day to day basis. And you think that does not affect you? I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you that it's foolish to think that. That is a very foolish, foolish, foolish way of thinking, a foolish mindset. You're not you're not foolish, but the way to think that to think that you nothing you listen to or nothing you're watching affects you, that is a foolish thinking. So but anyway, so yeah, all those little things, little things, those little things add up, bro. That make a big difference. They're they're a small detail in the bigger picture. And they put you in, they, they, they help. Bro. I'm telling you, they help so much. When you just listen to things that are just praiseworthy and you just keep your mind on Jesus, bro. And it's, this is not to say that you are not going to know. Again, there is a good in knowing about what's going on. But once you know, you keep it pushing, right? You are in the world. You're not of the world. So I'm in it so I can know, okay, this is going around. The government doing this, yada, yada. I need to know how to properly prepare because, I mean, if you don't know, how are you going to prepare for something you don't know? How are you going to be like, oh, you know, and that applies to, that, that applies to different things, different conversations. But, bro, focus on the things that, you know, going to, that was number three, like, focus on the things that can keep you praiseworthy. Get a routine in. Being consistent, um, pray without ceasing, bro. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Pray without ceasing, bro. Praying without season, bro. I want to say it's hard. It's hard. I'll be honest. It's hard for me to practice that now. I want to say it's hard for me to practice. I'm getting more used to it. But praying without season, bro, just being consistent communion with God, bro. I'm telling you, oh, my goodness, will change your life. It will change your life. And you're probably like, oh, maybe not that. No, it will change your life. <laughs> it will change your life. Um, It will change your life. Cause you're like you're literally talking to the father all day, and you're asking him questions. Um, ask him questions. He's talking to you. He's trying to. I just hit the mic. I'm sorry for whoever's ears. Um, but yeah, he's talking to you. He's telling you how to do this, telling you how to do that, letting you know what's the deal about this. And you're talking to him. Maybe just dumping on. Not I wouldn't say dumping, but everything that's going on. Maybe something did bad happen. It's taking you out of your Philippines for eight. And um. Yeah, taking you out of your Philippines for eight, and you didn't put it back. You know what I'm saying? Um, and you're like, you're telling him like, oh, this kind of just made me mad, but I'm gonna focus on you. 
and like you know, et cetera. So Paradox season, ooh, someone need to hear that because I'm like <laughs> that popped out of nowhere. So Paradox season, bro. Praying without season. Um. So yeah, bro. That's my like. That's my 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 three things, bro. So, just a recap. So, number one, build your faith. Number two, worry about nothing outside of your your realm of control, and then what God has told you to do in your and what your assignment is. Don't worry about nothing. Don't do nothing. Philippians Philippians four six to eight. Go read that again and again. Right. Um. Pray about everything. Like I said, but number three is to. Um, I actually have wrote something else. It's crazy. But number three is to get a routine keeping you in a consistent state of thanksgiving and love and prayer. Get a routine. And there's number four. Number four is to go back to number one. <laughs> number four is to go back to number one. You know? Go, number four is to continue seeking his face. Continue seeking his face. Continue to build character. That's what number four is because it's so important. It's so, so important. And that's not just reading your Bible. It's walking, it's stepping in faith. It's uh, listening to him. It's knowing his thoughts. It's so many different things. It's it's all those things. It's so much that goes into just knowing God and not knowing about God. Because you can read your Bible all you want, but you can't. You you may not know God. But knowing God, knowing who He is, accepting Him, just really just get into it, man. And so all those things that he brought to back to my attention that he just taught me, I'm like, cool, get back into my routine. It's going to be a lot easier to hear God. And like, bro, when you're underwater and you're not focused on God, it's a lot harder to hear God. It's so much noise, bro. Um, And think about it. If you're underwater, like your ears are already covered up. <laughs> and that's what Amy wants. She just wants you to hear from God. So knowing God, bro, oh, excuse me, bro. You gotta clear out the things that are like taking your focus away from God, bro. So that's a whole teaching in itself of like how to like really get into that routine, really get into that nitty gritty. But yeah, bro, focus on the things that are like helping you out. You know what I'm saying? Focus on the things that are. Ooh, I think I just did something to my. But focus on the things that are only like helping you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that are only like just putting you into. I mean, oh my goodness, uh, y'all are crazy. My bad, y'all. Excuse me. But yeah, I'm only focus on things that are praiseworthy. I'm not, I don't know what I just said in the past, like ten seconds, but focus on the things that are praiseworthy, etc. All those things, man. And so, um, I actually want to read one more verse for you guys. It's gonna be in Matthew 14. Um, and some of you probably know this. Some of you, some of you may not. It's okay. It's okay. We're all learning. We're all. Uh, learning and growing here, you know what I'm saying? Um, I actually need to hit up my boy after this. But, okay, so, um, this is after Jesus feeds 5,000 in Matthew 14, and they're about to go across the lake again. And immediately, and I'll start from 22, uh, Matthew 14, verse 22 to 32, Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he sent the multitudes away. When he had when he had sent the multitude, the multitudes away, he went up onto the mountain by himself to pray. Now, when evening came, he was alone, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves for the wind was contrary. 
Now, in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out, cried out for fear. <sighs> Sorry, y'all. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked onto the water to go to Jesus. I'm gonna read that again. I'm gonna read that again. So he said, Come. So Jesus said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on water to go to Jesus. I'm gonna stop right there for a second. Peter walked on water to come to Jesus. Let me tell you something, bro. In that boat that you have yourself in, you're not even supposed to be in the boat. You're supposed to be walking on the water. Because that's what Jesus was doing. And that's what he's currently doing. Jesus is on the water. Satan is in the boat. Satan is the one that wants to keep you comfortable. Wants to keep you um, confused about God. Wants to keep you um, not hearing from him. He's just going to keep lying to you, keep deceiving, keep deceiving you. He's in the boat. And I know it's safe in the boat, but what did we just talk about earlier about where Jesus is, is where the water is still. So it may feel safe in the boat, but I, you got to step out of that boat. To be truly in faith, to be truly like, yeah, to be truly in faith, to be truly walking in that faith, you, you got to walk on water. With Jesus. It is safer. On the water with Jesus. Than it is. In the boat without him. Because he ain't in there. <laughs> it's simple as that. He ain't in there. He's on the water walking. Saying come. But I'm going to continue. Because I want you to keep this. So this is 29. I mean this is 30. But when he, Peter, when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink and beginning to sink. He cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, oh, you of little faith. Why did you doubt? And when it got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and truly worshiped him, saying, truly, you are the son of God. Notice when Peter began to focus on the waters, on the perilous waters, on the storm, on the hurricane, on the tornadoes, on the um, on the wind. When he, when he began to focus on things that were not praiseworthy, when he began to focus on things that were not pure, that were not a good rapport, focus on the, on the way things were going. He would focus on the world going sugar, honey, iced tea. He was focused on all the communities that were going up and uh, the agendas and um the natural disasters and all these things he simply could not control when he focused on the things he when he focused on everything instead of Jesus he sank many of you many of you have these weights attached to your ankles because you began to focus on everything else but Jesus if Jesus is the one, we talk about in Psalm 23, if God is the one that will lead you beside still waters, 
if God is the one that is going to walk with you through the valley of shadow of death and be with you and comfort you and guide you, he's going to lead you out of Egypt. He's going to lead you in a, he's going to lead you with great faith. If he is the one, if he's your healer, if he's your comforter, if he is your, um, your friend, if he is your father, and most importantly, your father, he is your father. If he is the one that is your father, then all those other things that are attached to your leg, bro, will simply just fall off. Actually, a lot. A lot. They will not fall off. But he is the one that will help you get them off. There we go. Sanctification is a process. Sanctification is a process. And when you come to Jesus with all that weight, all that baggage, all the things that are on your ankle, keeping you drowning. When you reach your hand out. Because what, what, what did Jesus do? He didn't let Peter drown. He came to Peter, put his hand out and pulled him up. He's going to pull you up. And he's going to walk with you. And help you get through all those things. So when you come to him and you reach around and you reach around, and I don't even say you come to him, but he he gets he really, yeah. You know, because he comes to you. <laughs> he finds you. Most of most of most of the people he finds you. But anyway, anyway, anyway. But when you reach your hand out and he pulls you up, he's gonna help you. It's not just some magical clear that he's oh boom. Oh, that's gone. No. But he's going to help you sort through it. He's never a person that he, he Jesus has come as you are with the intention of you leaving and walking with him, turning into a different person. Every one of the disciples, when he found Thomas under the tree and when he saw Peter fishing and saw all these people, he said, come to them. He said, come, follow me. And they followed him. Did they all stay the same person? Over the, the three years that he they were with Jesus? No. None of them were. None of them were the same person at all. No, not, not one of them. They all became apostles. and or They all were apostles, excuse me. But they all did great things. They did miracles. They did um, all these things. Right? They were all... They never were the same. They were... They were Fishers of men, all these things, right? But they never were the same when he said to come. Not one of them. And so, and you notice that when Jesus told them to come, he didn't say, all right, you see me? All right, you can go back. No, nah, he said, come and follow me. Now, it was a decision. Yeah. It's your decision to follow Jesus. It's your decision to reach out your hand so you can pick you up. But once he picks you up, it's going to be a extreme experience that you've never felt before, felt before. So, just want you to like just just to, just remind you into that like even when you when you go underwater, he's still gonna be there. Even when you like you got that weight and like you stop focusing on him, and everything kind of just came crashing in and that was trying to pull you down. He's 
when you say help, he's gonna he's gonna reach his hand out. He's gonna grab your hand. He's gonna pull you right back up. Standing on the water. And so, just want you to, just want to give you some encouragement that he's still gonna be with you. He's still gonna be walking with you through all of it. He comforts you. He's your rod and your staff. He comforts you. He's going to show you the right direction to go. Um, and he's going to, even when you take the wrong direction, he's going to be right there standing with you. He's like, hey, come on back. This way. Never to condemn you. Never to tell you that you did. you the worst person. Nothing like that. He loves you. And he generally wants to see you win. And he wants to see you in his kingdom. Flourishing. Abundant, doing, he wants to do exceedingly and abundantly above for you. So, focus on him, man. When all else fails, focus on him. When the boat's cracking, you're not even supposed to be in the boat, but (laughs) if your boat's cracking, there's too much water in your boat, focus on him. And the waters will just suddenly become still. They'll they'll become still. So um, I'm praying for you. For anyone watching. Anyone listening, excuse me. <laughs> I'm praying for you. And I hope you just learn to focus on him. And get to know God. Get to know God, God. Like Don't get to know like a little. Little. Eat seven Baptist church God. No, get to know God. Like the creator of the universe. Talk to him. Pray to him. Learn how to be still with him. Be on them still waters, bro. Walk in that walk in that water. Don't just be in the boat. Because Jesus, Jesus is on the water. Don't just be in the boat. He's on the water. Get out the boat. Walk in that water with him. From where from wherever you are. If you I don't know where you at. You could be in a sub club for all I care. You choose Jesus, you walk out of there a different person. And you will continue to be a different person. He has be, he has started a great work in you that he is faithful to complete when you make that decision to truly come to him. I believe that's that's Ephesians. Forgive me. I'm not too 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 keen to my Bible knowledge at the moment. We're gonna get better though. We can get better though. But Yeah man. Uh I love all of you. Oh my goodness. That I did not expect that to come. I didn't expect it to be this long. <laughs> This is probably gonna be like thirty minutes. I'll be out of here, but Holy Spirit had a different plan, you know. So, um, yeah, man. Um, so I run through it like last time. I guess number one, build your faith. Number two, worry about nothing outside of your realm, your realm of control, or your assignment, your purpose, your calling, etc. Whatever you can control and whatever you told you to do, worry about that. And then. Number three is to build that routine that keeps you in a Philippians 4-8 mindset. And number four is to refer back to number one. And that's to seek his face, to learn God. So I love all of you. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for um, just being here, taking the time out of your day to listen to this. Jeez. Um, <laughs> it's so amazing um, to just have this opportunity. And so thank God. And, and whatever you got out of this, God's doing. <laughs> God's doing. Everything that you got out of this, and you're like, oh, he dropped the gym, and man, he was speaking, and no, no, no. Thank God. 
because I actually I did not plan it. I <laughs> anyway, I'm not gonna do much do too much of that. But again, thank you so much for listening, and I hope that um, Holy Spirit gave you some gems today, gave you something to um something to take home, something to munch on a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Get that spiritual food. <laughs> But oh, any if you need any verses that I used, uh, I'll use Philippians four sixty eight, Matthew fourteen twenty two through thirty three, uh, Mark four thirty five through forty one forty one, and then Psalms twenty three twenty three one through four. Um, so yeah, but I love all of you guys. I hope you have a great rest of your day, or night, or whenever you listen to this. Um, welcome, or I wouldn't say farewell. I don't know. See you later, alligator. <laughs> um, this has been the Evolve Podcast. This is my name is Josiah. This is the Enlightenment Part Two. Hope you enjoyed the first one. If you didn't, probably gonna need to listen to that. But other than that, I shall talk to you next time. Peace. <laughs>